Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. So what shall I do? Shall I sing? Shall I dance? <laughs> I'm not sure what to do after that. That was fantastic. That was great. Well, I have two things to do before I just talk very briefly. One is to apologize to my good lady wife. She doesn't know I'm up here preaching today. The reason for that, let me explain in my defense, we do have 13 people for lunch, 18 people tonight, 10 people sleeping over, and evidently people sleeping in my kitchen. So I just thought you had enough on your plate. Secondly, it's just great to see families. What's the best thing about families? You were talking about that earlier, Will. For me, it's having all my family around. It's fantastic. I see lots of Dibbles, Frosts, Clarks, Buchanans, all coming back together. It's great. And many others, I'm sure. Great time, family time. Hey, Christmas. It's great, isn't it? So I'm going to talk very briefly for 10, 15 minutes about certainty and uncertainty. And hopefully, that will have something to do with Christmas in a few minutes' time. So, the stage of life that Judy and I are at, as most of you know, we have four delightful children, ranging from the ages of 22 to 30. Young adults making their way in the world. I tell you, this is a world of uncertainty. Um, Do you want to come to tea on Sunday and then go to beer and carols afterwards? Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dad, it's Tuesday. What on earth will I know what I'm doing on Sunday? Are you in for your tea tonight, lad? This is Alex, who lives with us. Are you coming for tea tonight? Uh, tonight. Um, I don't want to rush these things. Probably depends what you're cooking. (laughs) It is. This world of young adults is very uncertain. And I think, is this a generational thing? And I was reflecting about this, and maybe it is. And then I went back home uh, last weekend to see my 90-year-old mum. See, and sort of say, and have Christmas with her. Great. And I'm, you think quarter to seven is early. Quarter past six, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. I suddenly hear all this angelic music. What on earth is going on? And it goes on for 10, 15 minutes. And then you get the adverts for Classic FM and mum's radio alarm going off. She's deaf. The volume is making my ears bleed. And she's in the next room. I said, mum, what on earth have you got the alarm coming on at quarter past six? Always have, love. (laughs) Like a bit of routine. (laughs) Okay, so I think this is one of my theories in life. It starts uncertain, and by the time you get old, you like a bit of certainty in your life. But then you think a bit wider, and you think that's true. There's no jobs for life now, is it? Uh, Our kids, they work for a bit, then they give up work and go to the other side of the world for six months, and then they come back and get another job, and uh, no job for life. Less responsibilities, it seems. None of this house-owning nonsense and mortgages. Let's uh, 
And there's a bit of envy, isn't there? Come on, adults. When you see your children disappearing off to Timbuktu or Australia or New Zealand, but then they have to live with the uncertainty of, of what to do and where to go when they come home and have your bedroom turned into a guest room whilst you're away. And what does Jesus have to say about all this? Well, he's not very helpful either on this. He comes along and says things like, don't worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. The birds of the air and the flowers of the fields, blah, 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 blah. Just hang loose. Don't worry, guys. No, I want some certainty. I need to know what I'm doing. I need some, I need some certainty. And then you look a little bit wider. The Times last week, I think it was. This is not a wonderful time, all said. The confidence vote against Theresa May is just another sign that we're all trapped on some run runaway train. The rails are all made of licorice. We're heading for a cliff, and someone started a fire in the back. However, Parliament isn't the only thing determined to make us miserable. Riots in Europe, chaos in America, climate change, sinister tech. It feels as if the whole world is out to get us. We do live in an uncertain world and in uncertain times. So, I wanted to talk about certainty and uncertainty, and I wanted to bring you some certainties that we can hold on to as we go through this uncertain world. So, the first thing I wanted to tell you is Jesus was a real person. There you are, there's a bit of fantastic truth for this morning. Nice, easy point to start with. Jesus was a real person. I think, is it the first or the second Alpha video, Emma, that talks all about this? And if you haven't seen that, go on YouTube, look at it. It's fantastic. But it just, just goes through some of the historical facts that actually Jesus was real. We can be more confident that he existed than really any other ancient historical figure. He was a real person. The other thing that's important about Jesus is he actually was who he said he was. Jesus was who he said he was. So, hands up if you were here Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah there's quite a few people who came home. Yeah, yeah okay. Tim, listen on the website. Tim uh, did a great sermon and told us a lot about this. Jesus really existed, and he said he was the Son of God. And that the options, it seemed, and which were presented to us on Sunday, was either that was right or it was wrong. If it was wrong, Jesus was deliberately uh, telling us lies, or he himself was deceived. So he was either mad, bad, or God. I'm not going to go all through that again, but he's not mad, he's not bad. He was God. He was the Son of God. He came at Christmas as a baby. Jesus was who he said he was. There's a fantastic book. It's an old book now, nearly as old as me, I guess. Uh, who Moved the Stone? Get it, read it. It's really interesting, but it will convince you that Jesus really came and that he rose again and in doing so proved he was God. And then the third and last point, because I told you I was going to be short, this was all part of God's rescue plan. Oh, 
That's the other thing I do at Christmas, is play the Messiah over and over again really loudly until all the people who are in our house actually go. <laughs> so, we know what that is, don't we? That's from Isaiah. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And written some 800 years before Jesus was born. God knew what he was doing. He knew he had to rescue us. He knew what he was doing. And he had this rescue plan. He sent Jesus, his only son, God's son. He was a real person. He was who he said he was. And he came. He came to what? So what? John 10, chapter 10. I have come, says Jesus, that you may have life and have it to the full. Fantastic. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will live forever. And then John 1, verse 12, Jesus talks about, to those who have believed, he has given us the right to be children of God. So this is what we celebrate today. We remember this is Jesus' birthday. This is the day that he came into this world to save us because we are precious to him, to give us life to the full, and to give us the title son or daughter of God. These are certainties in this uncertain world, which we can hold on to. But it doesn't end there. And just to finish, we are called to follow God's ways and not the ways of the world. We are called to seek God's kingdom first. And the news on that, my friends, is that is the road of uncertainty. That is the road that is not to worry about what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Because God will provide. That's where that verse starts to come in. We have the certainty that we are saved and we are his. And then we're asked to follow him into uncertainty in an uncertain world. But that's an adventure then. So let me give you this image. I used, and you'll find this hard to believe, but I used to love surfing. All that business. I was a goofy, which is right foot forward, not natural, which is left. Anyway, so you start in the shallows. Your feet are on the ground, nice little gentle waves, all the rest of it. Certain, you're always in control. Nothing's going to hurt you. The real fun, the real enjoyment is to get out there where you can't touch the bottom anymore. And the waves are big. Sometimes scary. But you catch a ride. You catch that ride before the wave breaks. You go down the face and then turn at the bottom. Unbelievable experience. It's fantastic. But then you get wiped out and then the next wave's even bigger and it hits you. You can always come in. You get tired. Come back in. Stand on the firm ground again. Catch your breath. And go again. That's an image of I, I could offer to you as how we should live our lives. We have the certainty we are standing on certainties. But God wants us to live for him in an exciting, adventurous, uncertain world. Get out there, do it. And when you're tired and when you're weary, you can come back and know. What do I know? I know that he's a real person. I know who he says he is. I know that God came, Jesus came as part of God's plan. I am his child. I have eternal life. Alleluia, all is good. I can live with uncertainty now. Because I have that certainty. 
So here we are in this year of courage, this year of prayer, faith, and action. Let's all collectively hold on to the certainty that God loves you, God loves me, Jesus came, Jesus saves. And let's embrace the uncertainty that following him brings. It's a big adventure. Let's go and enjoy it together. Amen. Let us pray. Only yesterday, a tsunami hit Indonesia, taking 373 people. We so often hear of disasters and build up a wall of tolerance to it. However, instead of focusing on the overall disaster, focus on the individual person, their grief and suffering. Think, think of you, an individual person, and how you can help support them by giving aid and your prayers. Amen. Lord, this Christmas we want to pray for our nation. At this politically unsettled time, we pray for harmony and unity amongst our leaders and our politicians as we go into an uncertain 2019. Lord, we pray for those of our nation who are homeless and facing difficult financial or emotional times on our streets and in our estates this Christmas. And finally, we pray for our royal family and we pray in particular for our Queen. And Lord, just pray for her today as she gives another humdinger of a Christmas speech. And I pray for our church. I pray thanks to all the people who have been a part of us as a church family this year. And what a wonderful year it has been, being able to further explore your amazing ways. I pray for ind individuals like Will, Joel and Jay, along with all the other leaders and support teams who have worked tirelessly throughout the year and who have been beacons of your word. And I pray for us as a whole church, as we look forward to next year, as we look for a minister to continue to grow the church and help spread your word. I pray that we can look forward to next year with excitement and be able to share in your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Lord, I thank you for families and friends. I thank you that Christmas time is a time when everyone comes home and can be with one another. Lord, I also pray that you're with those who have lost loved ones this year and that you'll be close to them this Christmas. Let us all celebrate the birth of your son together on this wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear God and Father, thank you for your gift to us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God is with us. Wherever we are, whatever we do, I pray that each one of us will be open to your presence this day and the year ahead. Your word says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. I pray that you would dwell with us in our homes and lives today. God with us. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.